Hi, Lawrence Tam here, co-founder of The Wellness Couch. The wellness event of the year is here. We don't want you to miss out. After two sellout summits back-to-back, we're going to be back again for two days of powerhouse wellness. Fresh faces like Kale Brock and Steph Lowe, special guests Nat Kringudis, Kirky Joe Witten, the Up For Chat Girls, Marcus Pierce, and of course the Wellness Guys. Myself, Damien, and Brett are all going to be in Melbourne, August 15th and 16th, and we want you there. To take advantage of the special early bird tickets, go to thewellnesssummit.com. That's thewellnesssummit.com before they run out and get ready for two days that will change your life. We look forward to seeing you there. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. The Real Food Real is a fresh and educational podcast dedicated to your health. We get real on current research, debunk food myths, and educate you on how to just eat real food. Your host, Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist, is one of Australia's leading sports nutritionists, passionate about simplifying nutrition and addicted to coconut lattes, smoothies, and sweet potato. If you love the show, then please leave us a review on iTunes. Share the Real Food Reel with your friends and continue to spread the real food love. Hi team and welcome to another episode of the Real Food Reel. Today on the show we have Amy Crawford from The Holistic Ingredient. The Holistic Ingredient is an online resource hub full of healthy recipes, clean living tips and oodles of positivity. Amy created The Holistic Ingredient via her personal journey to health and wellness, which is one I hope we can all learn from today. Hi Amy and welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me Steph, it's a pleasure to be here. Great. I'm really excited to share your story. So let's dive straight in. And can you tell us more around what you've been through and certainly what led to the development of the holistic ingredient? Yeah, sure, Steph. So basically, um, and I'll try and try and keep this relatively short, I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome at the beginning of 2011. Um, at that point, I had my own recruitment company and, it was, it, and that was to mark the end of an 18-year recruitment career. Within a couple of weeks of that diagnosis, it, I'd, sort of, I'd steadily been getting sicker and sicker for, for 20 years, very, very gradually, and undergone many, many different tests, a terribly frustrating process. But um, when I was diagnosed, I, it was, I was so unwell that I couldn't continue to look after myself and live at home. And within a couple of weeks, I'd shut up my business and moved down to Tasmania to live with my mum and dad at the ripe old age of 39. So that came with its own set of challenges. But essentially, um, I, as part of my diagnosis, I was diagnosed with um, toxicity readings off the Richter scale. And that were, they were really quite frightening. So pesticides, mercury, lead, um, anything you can think of. And so essentially what I needed to do when I went down to Tassie, well, what my mission was, was literally to detoxify my life in every way, shape or form. So um, not only did I need to detoxify my diet and move to a whole food uh, organic diet, but I needed to look at every single product that went anywhere near my skin. Um, You know, so we're talking shampoos, conditioners, even toothpaste, body moisturisers, lipstick. You know, my bright red matte lipsticks went out the window. Um, Hair dye, anything, and then cleaning products. Um, But any any toxicity and then as well... um, what became obviously energy was became paramount. So I learnt um, how to better manage my energy and sort of underwent some energy healing, which sort of developed a little bit of interest, sort of a, I guess spiritual interest in, in what has become a big part of my future and current career. Um, 
but also mindset stuff. So detoxifying my mind and looking at the fears and limiting beliefs and everything that has sort of got me through that burnout stage. So I was, I've got to say I was, I was pretty blessed because I couldn't look after myself, but I had these, have these two amazing parents in Tassie who, who were able to take care of me and it meant that all I had to think about was my recovery, which was amazing. So I literally just put um, my head under a rock and I wasn't well enough to see people, to socialise. I wasn't well enough to, you know, often watch TV, listen, couldn't, stimulation was a real issue. On the bad days, I couldn't hold my hands up above my head to wash my hair. Um, I really just did not have a life. And um, had, But having said that, I had an amazing doctor and I did everything that I was told. And my recovery, relatively speaking, was fairly swift. Um, and with a whole lot of help from a whole bundle of different therapists, I ended up coming back to Melbourne uh, about a year and a half later, so towards the end of 2012, with no idea what I was going to do with my life. Um, but I'd obviously developed a real interest in, in wellness and in whole foods and in energy healing and all these sorts of things. So I decided to just start, um, just to put one foot in front of the other in a direction that felt right, just in order to sort of start working out what I wanted to do with my life. And then the upshot of all that was the formation of the holistic ingredient. So I started studying with the Institute of Integrative Nutrition to, be, to become a health coach um, I had become very interested in Reiki, so I did my Reiki 1, Reiki 2, and then became a Reiki master. Um, I set up an Instagram account about two and a half years ago and with no idea what I wanted to, what, what I was going to take photos of. Um, but someone said, well, why don't you just take photos as a food that you're eating every day? And I didn't, honestly, I had no idea that my future would involve food um, or photography or anything like that. Um, but, I, but so quickly people started following me because I was sharing this kind of journey and um, this diet, I suppose, that, that to me was just kind of commonplace but to many others was, I guess, a bit fascinating at the time. So the upshot of that, Instagram really is now responsible for the fact I've got um, four recipe e-books um, but I, I got so sick to death of having to type out my recipes on Instagram that I then decided to set up a blog and I created my own um, blog called The Holistic Ingredient, which was just a, I designed it myself. It was on a WordPress site. And I started sharing my recipes and then decided to start sharing those things that I'm really passionate about, which was anything to do with whole foods, clean living and, and um, boundless energy. And then one thing just kind of led to another, really, and here I am two and a half years later doing everything that I love every day. So that's it in a nutshell, really, Steph. Yeah, it's such a good example of doing what you love and being able to follow yeah. your passion and, and yeah. seeing the success that comes with that. Mm. And it was it was really interesting, and I've said this numerous times, but I'll never forget the day that a specialist said to me, finally a specialist said, Amy, you have chronic fatigue syndrome, there's no doubt about it. And, I, you know, it was fairly evident that that's the direction things had been moving. Um, so in the one, the first thought that came into my head was, holy, you know what, um, my God, this is scary, what's, you know, because I had no idea how long, how that was going to affect my life and how long it might affect my life. But the second thought that came in, no word of a lie, was um, something was, oh my God, something so amazing is going to happen. And I could, I felt it the whole way through my recovery. People would say to me, you know, what are you going to do with your life? Because I knew that it, I knew that it had happened to get me out of corporate. Yeah. So I knew that I just I knew it wasn't right. I was pushing, pushing, pushing for all the different reasons to build my businesses in recruitment. 
all the wrong reasons. Um, but then I just had this sense within me the whole time. I would say to people, I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to do with my life, but whatever it is, is going to be amazing because I can feel it. And I had this kind of sense of excitement in me the whole time. I was just kind of waiting for this amazing thing to happen, and it did. So I pinched myself. I still pinch myself most days, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very so cool. It's a blessing that I got sick. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and I think that certainly would have helped your recovery. Like, you know, we'll dive in deeper to the mindset stuff a little bit later on, but having that sort of almost glimmer of hope, I suppose we could call it, while you were so unwell would have been really helpful to accelerate yeah. your recovery. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Because the mindset, in the end, for me, the mindset stuff was the clincher. Mm. That was what held me back from my recovery towards the end. And thankfully I managed to get through it. But it was it, it, sort of, it was a real dawning that... It's all well and good that you can nourish your food, you nourish your body with beautiful food and you exercise and you do some yoga meditation and those sorts of things. That's all well and good. But if you are not in control of the thoughts in your head, you know, we are the power. That's something that I've learned. We create our destiny. And it was all the fears that I had around my illness that were preventing me from recovering in the end. Yeah. But as you say, more on that later perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah very yeah. good. So yeah. we'll start with food because, yeah, like you mentioned about yeah. Instagram, everyone's really into that. And yeah. certainly um, we'd love to find out more around your real food, food message and what you prioritize. Yeah, sure. So I was really blessed when I was diagnosed because for many years I had this incredible doctor in Melbourne who is an integrative, now works in an integrative medical centre and he just has a fantastic outlook. But I, around my diagnosis he said he gave me this cookbook and it was a very simple book, I can't remember what it's called now, but he said, Amy, what you've got to do, he said from now, from moving forward, all I want you to do is focus on eating food as close to nature as possible. So you need to imagine you've almost grown these foods in your backyard, milk the cows or whatever it is. Um, but your food has to be as unprocessed as possible. So um, I don't follow any particular diet philosophy at all. Um, what I do is eat, I do eat food that is as close to nature as possible. So I, I never go to a supermarket as an example. Um, I buy from organic health food stores and I buy from farmers markets and those sorts of things. But I and I'm fortunate to have a thermomix which really helps if you're looking to move to a whole food diet. But essentially, I don't buy really anything in packets, if you like. Um, so, and the reason for that is because whole foods are obviously full of nutrients and a lot easier for our bodies to digest. And we're also not then, you know, inhaling additives, food dyes, all the numbers and words and things that you don't understand. So... What I do is try and stay away from food that looks like it's been, you know, built, put together in a laboratory, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the day I yeah. consolidated everything to no longer need to walk into Coles and I had this overwhelming <laughs> sense of relief that I never had to go in that place ever again. I know. I know. And, in fact, the only time I do go to Coles, um, in fact, I've stopped for, I've stopped now because – but I used to go to buy the AM coconut milk and cream because it was, I thought, the best coconut milk and cream. Um, and they were BPA-free cans. However, I've since heard that they are no longer BPA-free cans. So I have no reason to go to Coles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a wonderful feeling. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Cool. So um, let's talk yeah, practical sorry. for a sec just so that we can get the yeah. audience thinking around maybe some tips and tricks that they can start to implement to move towards a whole food approach. Yeah. Can you share with us what you did initially? So think back to the beginning, those day-to-day -day strategies yeah. that really helped you get the ball rolling. Yeah, look, I think I think what I did is probably a little bit overwhelming for some. Okay. I was in a 
I guess from for me, I was in a position where I was so terribly sick, and and also a very typical Type A personality who needs to have and needs stimulation and learning and a challenge. And so my doctor literally said to me, "Amy, here are your results. They're really bad." Um, you've got a lot of work to do. But I was like, right, because I'm so determined. And so the way I did it was literally go home that same day, well, over the next few days, and, and walk to every room of my house and start pulling out anything that has a number or a word on the back that I didn't understand, anything with a warning message, you know, chemicals and all those sorts of things. So I don't for a minute suggest that anyone else do it that way. Um, but for me, it was just it was this amazing cathartic kind of experience of cleansing, which so I was happy to do it because it's also all I had to think about. Um, but for anybody else, I would just my recommendation is you don't have to do it all at once. You may, for instance, with your pantry, rather than going to your pantry and start looking at everything, which would be very overwhelming because you know when I looked at mine, every second thing was full of numbers and and you know a list of ingredients as long as my arm. Um, but what, what I recommend to people is that you literally just replace, make a better decision when you finish your soy sauce or you finish your craft peanut butter that's got sugar and whatever else in it, just go and replace it with a better, better alternative and just do it gradually. So every time you go to replace your cleaning product, your shampoo, your conditioner, whatever it is, just replace it with a natural product. Does that make sense? I, think, I, I just think just do it slowly. It doesn't have to be done overnight. Yeah, I mean, spot yeah. on, I think, certainly, to decrease the overwhelm as well as not yeah. be too wasteful for... Um, exactly. Which and is... even then, you know, that, and it's, that's a good point you say about being wasteful. I, 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 I love my lipstick and I, I had so many lipsticks when at this point and I couldn't throw them all out. I stopped using them. I stopped using any lipsticks that weren't natural for a couple of years, but I kept, still kept them. And and when I and now that I'm much better, on the very odd occasion, I still wear them until and I, until I can throw them out, and then I will only ever replace them with, you know, something that's 100 percent natural. Yeah, I'm not great. a purist. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. So let's talk a little bit more around the holistic ingredient. Um, I'd love you to share with us your eBooks and the projects that you've got currently available for us. Mm, so basically, so the impetus behind designing the eBooks was really just to help show people that the process of simplifying your diet um, doesn't need to be overwhelming and it certainly doesn't mean you need to be munching on carrots and, and lettuce every day. But what I wanted to do was show people that you can have a beautiful whole food diet that is very, very healthy and nourishing, but that can also be seemingly decadent. You know, it's about making, still making sure that your food, if you love your food as much as I do, that it looks good, that it tastes beautiful, and you can have these really scrumptious desserts and breakfasts and smoothies and whatever else. So the first book that I designed was A Nourishing Kitchen, um, and that was just a meal from every, a taste of everything, any meal of the day. Um, and I, I put that together. That was at the very beginning of my my journey, so that a couple of years ago. The next in the series was a nourishing morning, uh, which is any 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 meals, any food if you like before midday. So smoothies and juices and um, meals on the quick meals on the go or brunches, whatever you like. Morning tea. Um, and the the last one we did was nourishing kids which is sort of 25 recipes just wherever possible hiding vegetables. So this is really aimed at parents who have trouble getting veggies into their kids' diets. 
Um, but but this it's a gorgeous little book, and it, we're just putting great, you know hiding spinach and kale, all those sorts of things in desserts and biscuits and whatever um, in an effort to try and yeah help better nourish the kids. And there's another book that actually subscribers get for subscribing to my website called A Little Something, which is just a bundle of beautiful morning and afternoon tea treats. So the ebook series has been a really fun one, and every ebook that I do has been a labour of love and it's been, but the, you know, every time it sort of gets a bit easier and we've got this real process going with them, but they are really, really hard work. Um, it's unlikely that I'll do another one next year. I mean, sorry, this year we might look to do another one next year, but ultimately what I'd like to do next is, is a hardcover. Yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know, and I know that I don't, uh, it's not the right time in the market for me to be putting a hardcover book out there. There's no, let's not making a mistake about that. But the, you know, the market's probably not quite ready for another um, chronic illness story <laughs> recipe at the moment. So we'll wait till things are settled down and relook at that at another point. Yeah, I think that's a smart decision. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the ebooks are all absolutely beautiful and a great resource. So, what we'll yeah. do is put some links in the show notes so everyone listening can get their hands on a copy. Oh, great. Thank you. That's awesome. I yeah. appreciate that. Very good. So, let's go back to what we touched on earlier around the mindset side of the coin. I know the holistic ingredient has quite a wellness therapy focus. Um, and I'd love you to teach us more around that because it's certainly not something I'm or I was not familiar with until I yep. learnt more through you, but I'd love you to share that with our audience today. Yeah, look, this has been an absolute game changer for, for me and many people that I work with, so I'm, it's an absolute pleasure to talk about it. But basically, um, and let's, you know, if we go back a couple of years, I was the biggest cynic, um, not terribly spiritual, there wasn't much of an awareness, I'm very kind of black and white and logical thinker. Um, but during my recovery, I mentioned that I'd had some energy healing and I'd had some experience with Reiki and became very, very sensitive to my own energies. And so becoming a Reiki master was a really incredible journey for me. Um, but during that time, I became very good friends with my Reiki master who had, who was the only person in the world who'd founded this incredible bundle of therapies called CTC or Combined Therapy Cocktail. Um, which is a bundle of different therapies combined in one two, two-and-a-half-hour life transformational session. Uh, it includes Reiki, emotional freedom technique, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis and a few other bits and pieces. But basically I experienced one of these two-hour sessions with Joe, um, the founder, about two-and-a-half years ago. And at that point I walked in with chronic fatigue. And I'm not kidding when I say I walked out without it. I also walked in with a feeling of not being good enough and a paralyzing fear of public speaking and a feeling of being stuck. And this fear of the biggest things for me at the point were the, was, for instance, the fear of never being free of chronic fatigue and the, and the belief, the limiting belief that every time I got busy, I'd get overwhelmed, I'd crash and I'd go to bed for a week. Um, so there's a whole lot of crap, if you like, and that's all it is. It's, just, it's also been um, trademarked as cut the crap because that's essentially what I do. <laughs> but... Um, I went in with all these issues and I walked out without all of them, without any of them, sorry. And and at that point still, I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. So this is like two and a half years ago. However, I walked out with this incredible feeling that I could do anything and this amazing faith that would all work out. And within three months, this business and everything around it had been born and the rest is kind of history. So basically what happened is I had my session, Joe and I had become good friends and I said to her, look, Joe, you know, are you ever going to train practitioners in this? Because it's so incredible. I just could not believe the transformation. 
And she said, well, actually, yes. She said, I realise I'm going to need to because she couldn't keep up with the demand. So she put a number of practitioners through a couple of years ago and continues to put them through. Um, and now it's become probably the most significant part of my business. So probably 75% of my week is in my therapy practice and I see clients face-to-face or via Skype all over the world and it really doesn't have any, make any difference whether or not I see you face-to-face or via Skype. But essentially what it does is clears you of anything holding you back from feeling amazing and empowers you, puts you in a position, well, I guess empowers you to live the life you want um, I get if I can go back a step. For instance, if people, if a client came to me and said, "Amy, I really want to have some Reiki," so I go, "Great, let's book you in." Chances are, the next month I'll say, "You know what? I felt so amazing after that, but it's kind of worn off, and I want to come and see you again." And the next month, can I just have a bit more of that? I want to come and see you again. Now, what I do instead is empower people to feel amazing on their own without the need of any therapists, to continue to feel amazing, without, you know, room sprays and all sorts of other things to clear negativity or improve positivity or anything like that, I would like to be able to put someone on a deserted island and for them to feel amazing every day if they chose to. So that's what's so incredible about this process. And effectively what happens is is a client comes to me with a bullet point list of everything holding them back from feeling great. So it could be the feeling of not being good enough. It could be grief. It could be terrifying fear of public speaking, of spiders, addiction to sugar. It doesn't matter. And what I do during that session is design a session that's specific to them um, with this bundle of different therapies that clears these issues up from a mind, body and spirit level. And it sounds a bit wacky and out there, but just run, run with it. <laughs> um, and effectively what I do is go back to find the root cause where all of it started. Now, very typically the issues stem from something happening when we were a little boy or a girl or before we were seven years of age. And I go back, I get them into such a blissed out state that I take them back to that point in time where that feeling, for instance, of not being good enough started and then that feeling of not being good enough kind of manifests in all sorts of different ways. You know, it brings about a few of what people think and we're comparing ourselves to others and this jealousy and whatever it is. And we clear it all up right back up until now. And then, and then what happens is I give the clients some tips and tools to help them maintain their energy and their power post the session. So effectively when somebody comes to me, they've given all their power away. You know, they've given this beautiful energy or power away, worrying about all this stuff that's happened in the past, fearing all this stuff that hasn't even happened in the future and then all these kind of limiting beliefs and negative emotions from day to, in, in their day-to-day. What I do is get it all back. So when someone walks out the door their vibration is sky high. And, of course, the significance of that is that, you know, we know that like energy attracts like energy. So if you are vibrating at a very low level, which I was when I had chronic fatigue, I was vibrating so low I couldn't get off the floor. But when you're vibrating down there, life's hard. You know, you feel really stuck. And I, was, I felt surrounded by toxic people. I didn't feel good enough. My health was crap. But once I got my vibration up, that's when things started to flow and my life was a mate, but just that you know, life just money came in. You know, these inspiring people came into my life who, who put me, helped put me on this journey, and and everything sort of started to flow. So what I do is give is get people back up there so their vibrations high, um, and then give them tips and tools to help them stay there. And it's all about teaching people that they are the power. They get to decide how they feel every minute of the day. Does that? 
kind of <laughs> yeah it's really cool I mean yeah, it's certainly it's something really, that might yeah. be a little bit left of center to some people but I was yeah, just thinking um you know we have a lot of athletes that listen to our podcast and I certainly yeah. think you know um, as an athlete myself, you know, we, we do have limiting beliefs around performance goals or certainly, you know, can we do that again after a good race? And yeah, yeah have you got some, some anecdotes that you could share yeah. from an athlete point of view? Well, from an athlete point of view, I see so many different so people from all ages mm. and it doesn't matter. So typically the issues that people bring, many of them are emotional. Mm. Um, if I can give you, I haven't, I can't give you a specific example of an athlete from living belief. However, let's, um, to give you an example, the sorts of things that I deal with in terms of the limiting belief. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had a belief, for example, when I had my CTC, that if I had less than eight hours sleep, I'd be like a rabbit in the headlights the next day. That was my thing. It was my thing all my life. And now as long as I get seven hours, I'm fine because I cleared that belief. Um, you know, I saw a woman um, a few months ago who said to me, every man that comes into my life abuses me mentally and physically, every man. And that's become her truth. You know, that's what she believes to be true for her. Um, any, it, it doesn't matter what it is. If you believe everything we think, say or feel becomes our reality. All right, if you hold a thought in your conscious mind that is 17 seconds, the law of attraction, the, the mere, that mere thought will alter the energy that you're sending out to the universe and whatever behaviour happens as a result of that. If you hold a thought in your mind for 68 seconds, and then it becomes, um, it become, you, things will actually, will physically start to manifest mm. in a positive or negative way depending on what it is that you are thinking, feeling or saying. Yes, so let's it, all choose positive it, thoughts, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is about that. But what you need to, but it has to be a pure thought, mm. and that's a whole other story. So, so if you have a limiting belief that it, look, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. It, CTC can clear it, but it is, of course, I say to every person that calls me about it or emails me about it, it will only be transformational for you if it totally resonates with you. It has to feel like it, you have to feel like you're ready to let it all go. And it has to feel right. And I have to feel right, you know. Um, but if you do believe you can be free of all this stuff that's holding you back from feeling amazing, you will be. You know, yeah. but if you don't believe you can, then I can't help. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're well, yeah. just the guide, aren't you? It's like, kind of like, mm-hmm. very much. But it's like, and I'll say, I say to every person that I see in a session, look, I'm going to let you know now that within half an hour of the start of this session, it's very likely you're going to feel free of everything. And a very typical reaction of that is, what? Oh, my God, I've been carrying this crap around for 20 years. How could I possibly be free of it? No, it can't be right. But the issue we have as humans is we've been conditioned to believe that if we've been carrying this stuff around for this long, for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, we must have to go to therapy for 10 years to clear it all. Yeah. But that's actually that's what we've been conditioned to believe because that's what we believe to be our truth. But in actual fact, the solution is actually very simple. We've just got to change the way we look at things. So I just say to people, just believe in the magic. Just give up your need to know how any of this works and just believe in the magic. And I know that it works because I am booked out weeks in advance and, and referred many, many people. And I get incredible emails from people every day telling me of all these transformational stories and things that have happened in their lives. Yeah, it's, it is. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So we'll pop some more information about that in the show notes as well so that we can all keep learning more about it. Thanks, Steph. 
Very good. So I want to go back to food because it's my favourite thing. And these are some questions. Or this is one question that we ask all of our guests on the show. Oh, yes. I'd love to, for you to share with us what a day on your plate looks like. Sure, that's easy. Um, okay, so first thing that I do when I get out of bed in the morning is have uh, a warm filtered water with apple cider vinegar and lemon juice. Mm-hmm. Without, it's something I've done for years and it's just my thing. Um my breakfast, lunch and dinner. So my focus on every meal is to have prepare what I call a functional food plate, I guess. So I my body, my specific body needs really good quality protein. I couldn't be vegan if I tried. Um, and unfortunately I'm not so great with eggs these days. So I have to have something like fish, chicken, lamb, beef in almost every meal. If I don't, my energy wanes very badly. So typically a, a breakfast might be something like, and I'm gluten-free, so a breakfast might be something like gluten-free toast with avocado, smoked salmon and some kimchi. So I also like to have something fermented um, to help with my digestion, which needs lots of help with every meal. Um, and say occasionally a green juice or something. I used to juice every day, but I've stopped that because I actually don't think it's so good for me. Um, but I have a green tea or a matcha latte or something every morning and I have one coffee a day. Um, I have to be really careful with my blood sugar as well. I know that if if I go too long without food, my energy really wanes. So morning tea, I typically have something I've made, you know, some sugarless yum treat that could be, you know, like a, you know, beast balls, all those sorts of things. Um, lunch will be anything from beautiful leftover roast veggies with some kind of protein and some raw salad. Um, dinner is typically... Um, you know, fish, lamb, chicken, some protein, roast veg or steamed veg or mashed veg or, you know, when I'm on my own, it's all pretty simple. Um, afternoon tea, much like morning tea. But, yeah, so it's all so a protein, a complex carbohydrate. I have a thing, a thing, a thing where I just have to have something alive with every meal. And so it could be like a bit of raw salad or, say, the kimchi or something. I need to feel like there's something living going in. Um, but yeah, always loads of veggies. I eat a little bit of fruit, not very much. Um, and I eat a little bit of dark chocolate, probably a bit too much. (laughs) 99% even, 85-90%. I've had this conversation before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's all pretty simple to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a common conversation as well. I think when we break down real food, it is as simple as, you know, good fats and quality protein and lots yes, of vegetables so lot, and a little bit of fruit. The good fats, there's always a good fat. So there's typically always olive oil or avocado or nuts or something in every, on every plate. Dairy, I'm, I'm not, I don't eat any dairy anymore. Um, but, yeah, the rest is always there. Yeah, awesome. Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this is our next common question. We like to find out about any surprises that you've got coming up for the year ahead or any projects you can share with us at this stage. Any surprises? Well, do you know, mm, um, <laughs> look, there is, yeah, so. Put you on the spot, of, haven't I? <laughs> I put you on the spot, Steph. Yes, I have because there are so many ideas. Look. Let's just cut to the chase and get rid of the elephant in the room. But essentially what's happened in the wellness industry this year and the Bill Gibson saga mm. um, has meant, has had an impact on my business. 
um, I've felt it and that's because I've got a chronic illness story and there are a lot of people out there that are very sceptical with people like me now and perhaps a little less trusting. So I I had the, the next project was to be an e-course which was kind of like the event series I did last year, helping people detoxify their diet, etc., etc. That's it's not something I think is right for the market at the moment. The second project was to do a hardcover book, recipe book, with my story, which once again, you know, publishers unfortunately just won't touch me at the moment. Um, so this has been an interesting kind of few months for me because it's meant that what I've had to do is really is consider that I need to reposition myself, um, which has probably come at a good time because I need to feel challenged and stimulated and I need to change things up. I like a lot of change. So... I am going through the process of looking at different ways in which I can help people. I mean, the CTC stuff will always be there, um, but it's likely there's going to be kind of a series of workshops coming up that will perhaps focus a little bit more around business, so helping people transform their life like I have, incorporating all the things that I do in my day-to-day, but also you know, giving people tips and tools around building business and that sort of thing because that's I love it. I've set up lots of businesses and it's something I'm really passionate about. Yeah. Um, but another little thing that's happening that, that probably will happen that I haven't really spoken about but I'm about to share with a few people is a product range. Ah. But more on that later because that's very early days. Yeah. Very <laughs> so exciting. So I'm excited. There's some really great stuff, you know, awesome potential and it'll, it'll continue to encompass everything I'm really excited about. But I just, you know, like all of us need to change things up a little bit, I think. Yeah, great. Very yeah. excited to follow you closely. So I'll stay tuned for all of that. Thank you, Steph. Awesome. And before we wrap up today, where can our listeners find you? So they can find me on my on my wellness hub, theholisticingredient.com. Um, on on Instagram, which is the same name, Holistic Ingredient, on Facebook of the same name, and on Twitter, whole H O L underscore ingredient. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So see you there. Somewhere. See you there. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for sharing your story, Amy. It's great to have you on the Real Food Real, and we look forward to following what's next in store for you. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Steph. It was great. Awesome. Thanks again. Okay. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.